Hey, what's going on? Welcome to The Doug Show. My name is Doug Cunnington. And in this episode, we're talking to Olga from SEO Sly. I think I said um, the name of the site correctly this time. Olga's been on the show before, and we're getting started on a new case study. So basically, we're going to work together to try to get more traffic to her site. She's been working on a lot of things. She has a pretty good backstory here. So we're going to dig into a lot of the details here. Before we get to the interview, let's hear a few words from our sponsors. Number one, we have Niche Website Builders, and I've been working with them on a case study where we're planning on publishing about 200,000 words of content over the course of four months. Right now, I have about half of the content published, roughly like 86 articles. And literally this morning, I just heard from my account manager that the third of four batches of content is done. So all I need to do is take a quick peek and then go ahead and publish it. A couple people have asked me, you know, what's the content like when I get it back? How much do I need to edit it? What do I do with it? And all that stuff. I did record a YouTube video talking about a few of those items, but I can tell you that typically I peruse the content really quickly, look at each post to make sure there's nothing weird. Like there was one anomaly, one post, uh, I think in the first batch that had, I think an, an issue with the video. So I want to have one YouTube video typically in a post. Sometimes if it's relevant to have more than one, I'll have more than one and it's up to the writer. And basically it was the same video posted a couple of times. So obviously that was an issue. So I look for anything like that, the odd mistake and I'll publish it. And then what I do after that is I have my VA go through and use Grammarly premium to see if there's any uh, just obvious issues that Grammarly can pick up. At the same time, my VA goes through, it just reviews everything and makes sure things make sense. Sometimes you have a writer who's not necessarily an expert or very aware of the topic area. And in those cases, it's good to have someone who's a little more familiar go through it. That said, as time goes on, the content gets better because it's sometimes the same writers that you're working with. And if you let niche website builders know that you like a particular writer or that you don't like a particular writer, they can assign the right person for the job. So the other thing I'll mention is if there is content that I think could be better, or maybe there's a little too many like filler words, or it's a little fluffy or something like that, you can ask for revisions. And typically, agencies encourage you to do this because they want to keep you as a long-term client. They'd rather have you ordering more content because they had a good experience versus um, just losing you and, and not having any evidence why. So it's really important, you know, if you have, if you have feedback to give it to them. And I think that may be one of the hangups that people have that just don't realize that they can ask for revisions and then maybe they, they don't ask for revisions. So they're stuck with whatever they're given and maybe they want it to be a little bit better and they spend all their time editing it themselves, but really you can send it back. Okay. So that's one sponsor. The content is doing good and you should check out niche website builders. I'm using a 50,000 word per month, um, 
content plan right now. And that'll get us through the four months. And hopefully, you know, in the next couple of weeks, I'll be able to give you guys another update about uh, the, the progress and the additional traffic that I'm seeing. So, and by the way, there's already traffic showing up on the content that I just published. Those 86 articles over six weeks have gotten 3,200 roughly visits. So that's a pretty good sign. The other sponsor is Ezoic. And I want to point out their tool called Leap. It helps your website load faster and get green and core web vitals. So you can check out Ezoic even if you have a brand new site. There's no page view minimum or anything like that. So you can follow the link in the show notes here to check out both Niche Website Builders and Ezoic. So let's hear what's going on with Olga and what the plan is for her site. We can just get rolling here. So Olga, how's it going today? It's always going great. Thank you. I'm very happy to be here and finally uh, to have a coach who will keep me accountable for getting my site back into shape. Awesome. Yeah, I'm excited to get started. And you were on the show a couple times before. You actually audited my site, Niche Site Project, to help me out. And there were a few things that I did work on but I didn't follow through very well. And I, I did actually a decent amount of work, but it was, uh, I didn't follow through and continuing to publish more content and just be active in the, well, the, the actual critical things. And it's kind of funny because you're, I think you're finding yourself in a similar situation now. Yes, before exactly. Yeah, it's it's really tough to follow through because there's so many things going on and there's so many opportunities. So let's rewind a little bit so people have a background on you. So what do you do? And you know, the site's public. It is it is out there. So you could tell us about SEO Sly and your background and how you got started in SEO. Sure. So uh, I've been in SEO for, I think, more than 10 years now. Uh, I have varied experience. I, I've worked for SEO agencies for like six or six, nine years. Uh, I, also, I have also been an in-house SEO. I had my own projects. And in 2020, I decided that I have enough experience uh, to kind of start my own SEO website and start simply start sharing my knowledge because before that I had been kind of quiet, reading a lot, doing a lot of advanced things in my jobs, but I wasn't really publishing much. So I decided to change that. I did thorough keyword research. I was thinking about the name for my, for my site, my business. And I think it was in uh, July 2020 that I registered my domain SEO Sly and then starting in August I started publishing articles based on keyword research and the knowledge I, I had about how to do it to, to make those articles bring some traffic. All right so you said August 2020 is that somewhere in it? Yes okay. yes. And so we're about you know almost two years in and how has it been going? Um you know, you reached out to me at some point, I think, and then that's how you ended up on the show. But yeah, how did, how did it go as you were publishing? Did, was there a flood of traffic or was it a slow grind? 
So uh, I was quite uh, quite astonished that it went so smoothly and so quickly. So as soon as I started publishing, and I was really publishing intensively, at, at, especially in the during the first year, like once, twice, a, twice, tw twice a week, and usually these were longer pieces, sometimes even five thousand, seven thousand words. Like the longest one is, I think, even twenty thousand words, like very long stuff. And uh, I think around uh, November. Uh, someone uh, from the SEO community uh, noticed some of my articles and they shared it on Twitter and then it kind of started rolling out then uh, Aleida Solis I think mentioned me, me in her newsletter then someone else mentioned me then I cried a bunch of links very nice links totally naturally and, it and, and kind of the traffic started to grow grow uh, then I started to get a lot of uh, Google Discover traffic as well. And I set up a newsletter. Then first, my first sponsors, sponsors appeared. People started to invite me to podcasts, to, to conferences. And it kind of started to grow very, very nicely and very quickly. I, 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 was, I, was, I, I thought I would have to wait for a couple of years until something starts to happen. But it like started in the first six, eight months, I would say. No sandbox. Wow. And that, that's crazy just because the SEO blog... Um, about SEO, the yeah, most, I think, like competitive it, niche you can think about. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like you're literally competing against people that have been doing it for a long time. They're well-established. When you were writing all this content, you know, you mentioned, you know, six to eight months and you were publishing, you know, maybe two times a week or so on average. So you had quite a bit of content. Did you have a writing background or anything that helped you produce that much content? So I think the only thing that helped me is that I studied English, English literature, American literature. So I kind of had to know English quite well, and I think this helped me. But other than that, I, I don't have any writing background. I just, I, 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 wrote, uh, I read a, a bunch of tutorials on how to write for SEO, on how to write for the web that you shouldn't, for example, overuse uh, passive voice, that you're, you should use active, shorter sentences. So these kind of things, I, I learned those. And other than that, I simply went with the flow. Got it. Yeah, amazing. And so where where are we at now? So you obviously emailed me for a reason. You're like, hey, yes. I want to get going again. So yeah, any more background on the site and take us through like the last, I would say year or so, because we haven't chatted in a bit. Sure. So uh, I think uh, around May last year, uh, when my site really, really start, started to, to become uh recognized and uh, and people started to approach me i started to get a lot of uh, different uh, people started to basically pitch me to um, of course i'm getting a lot of requests for for links uh, and and other things like that job offers and uh, through my website i managed to get a bunch of very nice clients SEO clients. Uh, I started to help some agencies, some some companies with SEO, consulting them. And at some point, I was getting so many of those offers that 
I had to like deliver there. And my, unfortunately, my site started to suffer because of that, because I had deadlines here, deadlines there. I had to help this person, that person. Then I got another job. And it's kind of my site uh, started to stagnate at some point. And it was like, I think, a month after I stopped publishing so often, uh, Google Discover traffic started to go down until... I think it died totally. Now it's kind of trying to get back. I am trying to get it back and it's coming back, but but we'll see uh, about what I what I'm planning to do to get it back totally. Okay. Now, Google Discover traffic is kind of interesting. Can you tell us number 1 about how much of your traffic was from discover and then define what Google discover traffic is. And then we can go a little deeper there if we need to. Sure. So Google discover traffic is basically the traffic, the traffic from Google app. If you, if you use an iPhone, you just have to have a Google app. You open the app and you will see like the recommendations from Google based on your interests. If you have an Android phone, I think like you have to swipe right or left and you will just see it. So this is basically Google thinks you will like this content and it's offering it to you. And at some point, I think uh, 80% of my traffic uh, was from Google Discover. There were some days when I was getting even a couple of thousand visits from, from just from Google Discover. Some uh, famous SEOs were even like uh, letting me know that, oh, my Google Discover is all about you today. So it was very nice. That's cool. But it was happening only for as long as I kept working on the site, adding new content. I wasn't doing anything like special to get Google Discover traffic. I know there are a lot of tutorials with tricks. I was just providing, trying to create the best content I could. I was doing it, of course, based on keyword research. I was doing like those ba basic on-page SEO optimizations I was adding a lot of original image images, usually screenshots, because like my tutorials were full, full of screenshots, and and that's it. And it was like flowing simply. Wow, and yeah, it's pretty pretty amazing. So just consistently publishing, and you know the way you describe um, Google Discover is kind of like a social media feed, right? Someone goes to their home screen and then you see stuff that the algorithm thinks you're going to like. Yes. And just like social media, if you don't keep producing content, it stops and it just goes yeah. away. Exactly. And did you say it took about a month for the traffic to sort of dwindle down? Is that yes. Okay. I think I, I stopped publishing so much i think around november and in december i already noticed that some things are kind of dying down but it was still okay and i think it's like completely died after i think three or four months so this is when i kind of got a wake-up call that uh, i should get back to to my main area my main goal which is this site okay and you mentioned clients. So we're, we're going to take a little step back here and talk about your idea for 
the site and how you were ultimately planning on monetizing or if you had a plan and maybe what your plans are in the future. So sort of big picture, like what do you what do you want out of SEO Sly? And maybe you could, as you tell the story, you could tell us what you thought at the beginning and if it shifted over time. Sure. So at first, I just wanted to simply be, build my own EAT to kind of become recognized in this world to get some authority to to kind of have a have a name in seo i was i wasn't really thinking so much about like making it my own agency or or something like that and then uh, i also wanted to monetize it i wanted to to have more uh, income streams than the uh, than the ones i i already had so but it wasn't like very very clear but I think it started to clear out now. Okay. And as far as, you know, the clients, you said more and more people were contacting you and you, you kind of had a, a pipeline, I guess. Yes. Did you start raising prices as you saw the demand going up? Obviously, that's one way to throttle down the demand is just charge a lot. And then yes. you end up at a spot where you're like, oh, I'm happy working with a small number of clients, very high ticket. And then, you know, the math makes sense. Yes. So at first I was I, I wasn't uh, charging very, uh, very little, like from the start. Because I knew I don't have a lot of time, so it has it has to be worth it. But it, I came to a point where when I didn't have like no no capacity, so I then involved uh, my my husband, who is also an SEO, and we were like doing this the two of us. There is now uh, uh, one more person here, but. Uh, it came to a point where, where when I had to raise my prices and become more picky uh, about who I want to have my client, uh, whose website I want to um, audit uh, and stuff like that. So, yeah, I, I, I like had no choice, <laughs> to be honest. Got it. And because of your background, you are used to working with, with clients. And like you said, you were an in-house SEO yes. and other things. So you're used to that. And... I'll try to ask this in a sort of diplomatic way so you could dodge the question if you want. But sure. I don't like working with clients personally um, just because it's a headache. You know, they're demanding, they're trying to get a low price, blah, blah, blah. There's potentially politics if you're dealing with like a bigger organization and you can't do what you maybe need to do. And it's just a pain in the butt. So do you have any nightmare stories of clients? And we'll just automatically say, these are past clients, no one that you're currently working with, and then you can tell, freely tell your story. <laughs> so to be honest, yes, I have one nightmare, nightmare story, but most of them are okay. Uh, so uh, firstly, uh, I would say that uh, if you have a certain uh, level of prices, the clients that come to you are kind of, if you charge more than I would say three 4k a month these are different types of clients than clients uh, for which you charge like five, 500 bucks like their psychology works different they understand uh, that you at least from my own experience they understand that you are doing your best and and the ones uh, for which you for whom you charge uh, little they usually have the most 
problems and issues with you. So I have one nightmare story. Uh, so uh, I audited a site. I did like a very, very thorough audit. I noticed that there were a ton of um, problems with this site and this site was probably, I think, spammed a bit because within that site, I noticed there were a lot of different links to other sites. It looks like some of the previous agency was maybe using this site to sell links to their clients. I'm not sure. But the site like wasn't really um, yeah <laughs> it wasn't the, it wasn't in the best SEO shape. So I did what I could. I wasn't able to implement all all the things I recommended because the the person uh, the owner of this site like was very didn't really trust me, didn't let me do many things. He kept asking why I'm doing this. He kind of had a lot of uh, I would say problems as well. And at some point I said that I'm not, I, I, I'm not able to do much here because you keep saying me that, uh, questioning my, my thing. He, 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 for example, some SEO news came up. He, he sent me the link saying that this is, you shouldn't be doing that. Why I know from my own experience that this is like fake news or this is like, does not relate to the situation or whatever. And at some point I said that I am kind of done here. Uh, I did all I could. And uh, out of out of the blue, he uh, I think he um, uh, thrown me out of Google Search Console, all the access to all the tools. So I didn't really do anything more. And then there was this problem with SiteGround. I think that it started to de-index pages. Uh, there was this issue, I think, in in September. And he he was using SiteGround, and his site got out of the index. And then he just simply sent me such an email saying that this is yeah. my fault that he's yeah he never had such problems like he had he has with me so wow. fortunately <laughs> and i just like didn't even like uh, have the mm, willingness to kind of ex to kind of explain myself because like he didn't let me do my job and then this thing happened and he was blaming me like right so Fortunately, just one nightmare like this. <laughs> That's not too bad. And I love the point that you made about charging higher prices. You end up with like basically better clients. And yeah, that's my experience. It at makes least sense. so far. <laughs> yeah, and I've seen that with you know various things. And if you think about maybe other businesses that you might go to, even like restaurants or uh, other, yeah, just other, other services, other businesses, higher prices, you often end up with like more reasonable clients many times. Yes. So, yes. okay, cool. So we talked a lot about background and we're going to move on to some of the goals and maybe some of the hiccups that you've run into already. But, uh, before we do anything else on the background of the site or monetization ideas or anything like that, I guess we didn't hit on that too much. So monetization yeah. ideas. Okay. So for now, I, I think like I am thinking about whether I should, Oh, my, my pigeon came here. So I'm thinking, about whether I should put ads on my site or whether I shouldn't do it. So uh, I had them for, I think, like a month. But then when I saw how my uh, how my site looks, I saw some like those layout shifts. 
I decided to take them down and maybe get them back once I, for example, hit the uh, hit the numbers for media vine, vine or, or or maybe I will just uh, have Ezoic set up. I'm not sure about that. This is like still, I'm not sure if it's really worth it. Okay. So ads, I have a bunch of affiliate links for affiliate for SEO tools. Uh, so that. And other than that, I think um, I want uh, my site to be like uh, the thing that helps me get those nice clients, those quality clients, because I don't have issues with working with clients as long as, as long as they really like appreciate and they come to me and they really know that they need SEO. I have never really pitched SEO to to anyone trying to because this is like the different conversation. If someone comes to me and they know they need SEO, then this this cooperation will be totally different. So clients, clients possibly adds affiliate uh, affiliate links, and uh, I have a bunch of sponsors for my newsletter. So I would like to grow in that area too. I have set up my YouTube channel, but this is like very new. And maybe I will grow it. Maybe I will also set up uh, Google. Uh, maybe I will also create a SEO podcast. But I think this maybe in 2023. I Got have too it. much planned in 2022. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when I looked at the list you sent over, I thought, well, that's a lot of stuff. Yeah. So, And one thing you didn't mention is, um, you know, courses potentially and then you you do have a bit of a membership can you talk about yes. that a little bit seo sly yes. pro yes so i created this uh, a year ago and my purpose with that was simply because uh, i clearly noticed that uh, what people are most interested in are my technical seo audit tutorials how tools and generally everything around technical seo and, and seo audits and I kind of became famous for having like this very, very long uh, list of uh, steps I follow when I do an audit. So this list is like 200 something po points. And I thought that maybe I would uh, record like an even extended version of that when I split those some of those points even into sub points. And I planned like, I think more than uh, 500 steps of such a so super, super in-depth SEO audit where I just like, I analyze everything I can. And SEO Slide Pro is simply like the collection uh, of those uh, points and each point has a video recorded to it. But so far I've only recorded more than I think 60 videos. So there are more than 400 to go. And uh, I think it resonates with people quite well. So this is something I want to speed up my work on and in seo slide pro i also have the section where i share my uh, seo templates there are a bunch of videos where i uh, do a video uh, audit of a site where i show the screen that this is wrong this is wrong because in many cases i i don't even need any tools i just look at the site scroll through it like do some in, in, inspect and I can immediately list list the most important, uh, the, the biggest issues. So, got it. How long are um, the videos that you have so far? On average, of course, they vary in length, but uh, 
I would say from two, three minutes to up to even 20, 30 minutes, depending on, on the issue I'm, I'm discussing. Okay. Gotcha. And how long did it take you to do the 60 so far? Uh, I think a couple of months. It took me a couple of months and I kind of came to a halt a bit, but I am, I, I am now recording those videos. So soon, soon I will have more of them. Uh, but if I had more time, then I think I, I would be able to record 10, 15, maybe even 20 in one day and then just focus on like uh, cutting them, getting like the, the text on them and stuff like that, like outro, intro. Right. Just sort of batch it so you can yeah. do a bunch of ones. Magic. Yes, edit, edit, editing them, yes, and okay. getting them to, because some of them I sped up a bit because I was in some of them, I was like talking so slowly that I thought that maybe I should pace them a bit <laughs> differently. Gotcha. Yeah, it's, t it's tough, especially if you're, <laughs> yeah. you're going through live and maybe, yeah, do you script it out ahead of time or you kind of know what you're going to say already or? Uh, no, to be honest, no, because these are like, I've, I did this so many times that I'm just like hit the record button. I share the screen there. I, I used loom for that. I share the screen. There is my, my face in this, in this circle. And I just go through because I know what to say. Maybe it would be better if I scripted that, but I tried to do it, but then I kind of, okay, so what should I say now? I don't know. I have to look at the script that, but if I just go with the flow, it kind of flows. So cool. And I think that's fine, especially if, I think the hard part is if people don't have a clean flow and they skip around all over the place, they maybe backtrack. They're like, oh, I forgot this thing. Or if they have a lot of filler words, which I don't think you do, even though English is like your whatever third or fourth language. like Second. <laughs> second, okay. Second language. Speak pretty well. Now, one thing I want to go back to that you mentioned before is you said your pigeon showed up. Did you say yes. a pigeon is there? Do you have a pet pigeon? <laughs> yes. Maybe you will be able to see him. Can you see him? Uh, no. Um, oh, so he 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 just yes, that's him. <laughs> say hi. What? Oh, what, what, <laughs> it's oh. in the. Oh my gosh! So for the people and he, that and are just he has listening, pigeon pigeon pants. As you can see, so pants. yeah, so that's what? pigeon pants. Pants, okay. Yes, so that's my pigeon, my SEO assistant. So he, he likes to sit there. Okay, so... You can see his legs, maybe, <laughs> or you can. <laughs> Hold on, I, I zoomed in a little bit. I thought maybe you were oh. sitting in front of a window and then it came up and <laughs> no. you feed this pigeon. So for the people that are just listening... There's a fucking pigeon, like, <laughs> sitting on her chair over her yes. head, and it's your pet. Yes. How long have you had the pigeon? I didn't know that this was a thing. Uh, so, I have had, it, had him since December, so I didn't plan on having a pigeon. I have a lot of pigeons on my balcony, and it was December, it was very frosty, and there were two uh, baby pigeons, and... I don't know what happened, but some other birds came and they basically murdered the other pigeon and the parents fly away. Uh, uh, and then I I went into the, the balcony and saw this one and his brother in blood. So I decided oh. to get him home, 
give him warm and he he was like very he was like one week old and then i and he started to live with me i bought him a cage and stuff like that and i was thinking about uh getting him back into the nature mm-hmm. and i called uh, like a guy who who knows about pigeons and he told me that he if he is so tamed if he likes to sit on my shoulder or go to my bed and stuff like that that he's not he he won't be able to survive and he has to be a home pigeon okay <laughs> so he is gotcha. <laughs> and i have a pigeon my seo assistant <laughs> do you what what's his name uh gerard gerard okay gerard <laughs> And yes. do you feed him just normal bird seed or do you treat yes. him and eat some fruit and vegetables and some other stuff? No, just, I just bought him like uh, food for pigeons, some vit- vitamins and stuff like that. And he, he is okay. allowed to fly around my whole uh, room. So he has a lot of <laughs> space. Okay. okay. And then you put him in a cage at night or, and then cover yes, it up yes. so he sleeps. Okay. Yes, yes. Yes. Anything unexpected uh, now that you're a pigeon parent? So uh, I'm thinking, to be honest, because since I have a pigeon now, I was I started to research pigeon keywords, and I noticed that actually there are a bunch of nice keywords, and I am thinking about maybe setting up a website about pigeons and uh, make maybe making it an affiliate site, but probably. I won't earn a ton of money, but I noticed a, some nice keywords there. Yeah. So it it should be interesting. I would have a lot of materials, a lot of photos, videos. So right. yeah, well, I was going to say YouTube for sure. I mean, I think people would just watch it, even if they have no intention yeah. of getting a pigeon. Like it's just interesting, especially all <laughs> yeah. the little challenges you probably run into. Like, I didn't even know there were pigeon pants. Like, yeah, I didn't know that too. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that was a thing. It's funny how everything comes back to SEO. You're like, you know what? I bet I could find some keywords about pigeons. And uh, yes. you know what? They're there. Like, pigeon pants are like, this is a very nice keyword, really. Pigeon pants. If I were to create like pigeon pants tutorial, there are a lot of pigeon pants on Amazon. So I think there is some potential there. Maybe if I were to create pigeon pants and sell them, I don't know. Your own brand. Yeah. Like, yes. Like SEO nicer, pigeon. Yeah, SEO pigeon. And it's like nicer <laughs> fabric, so it doesn't ruffle their feathers or whatever. Yes, okay. yes. All right, before we move on, anything else about the pigeon? Uh I think it's a nice distraction from from sure. work, a nice way to relax for me kind of if he because he likes to he likes to show himself. Okay. Especially if I record videos, I, I was recording videos for SEO Slide Pro and whenever I said something he came to the chair and he will be visible there. <laughs> it's like he gets jealous. Yes, yes. <laughs> okay. So let's talk about your goals for the site. There are several things that you are aiming for. So yeah, I'll just let you knock them out here. Sure. So uh, my uh, main goal is to be able to go fully on my own, become like an an independent SEO consultant and like be, uh, be the boss of my time entirely and only do 
those aspects of SEO that I enjoy the most, which is working on my site, teaching people, recording videos, uh, in the future recording uh, SEO podcasts, and dealing with my own clients, the clients that I like working with. This is like the most important part because I have a client, for example, I have a client uh, with whom we kind of became friends. And this is like such a nice interaction. And I love working on his site. We sometimes send each other Loom videos, like with a quick update. I, I tell him what I, what I, what I did when I'm planning to, plan, planning to do. If he has some questions, he sends me a Loom back. So this kind of as you work is is what I would like to 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 be doing in in the future only. Perfect. And one thing I like is you have several different areas that you could work on, and just working on things that you want to do, which is very yes. similar to what I've you know I mentioned it on podcast often where I'm like I realized I hated doing this kind of thing, so I just I just stopped doing it and then you know, I could go for a walk instead or do some other yes. thing that I enjoy more. So, and you also get the benefit of like variety. So you're never like bogged down in one area for too long, where if you were only doing one type of work, then if, if you get a little burned out, which is completely natural. I mean, if you do a lot of something, you'll get burned out, even if you like it, but then you could always move on to one of the other things. Exactly. All right. So what, what else do you have on your plate? So this is like the main goal, the, the, uh, the big goal. Uh, another goal is more precise. So I want to get back my site to where it was. I want to like, again, have 80% of Google discovered traffic and I want to get back to three, three, four, uh, thousand, uh, daily visits, uh, on my site and keep uh, growing it. Uh, so this is, again, a bigger goal. Uh, a more action-oriented goal is to always work at least four hours a day on my site, like I used to. So I started doing that uh, in May, and this is something like this. This time is like sacred. I'm not going to... Whatever happens, this has to happen. So, <laughs> Got it. so this, is, this is another small goal and uh, and of course the biggest part is uh, keep creating content so i aim at creating at least um, 60 uh, more uh, in-depth tutorials on my site like the 60 uh, previous ones which reson resonated well with people i already have ideas for so for some topics so that won't be won't be difficult, and if I am in the flow, it's really I, I can really create a lot of content very very quickly. I don't need a lot of time. And uh, I also became interested in people also ask those entities those questions like, um, and I I researched some uh, SEO topics that are most often searched for, like in the form of those questions. And I added like the entire new uh, section to my site, which is simply called SEO FAQs. And I simply address one, one FAQ per one video. I also write a, a small summary notes, like with the main points of that FAQ. And there is like one minute, two minute, five minute video where I explain this FAQ or why, why I think this is the answer. And uh, I think I have already uh, published 
10 of those. Uh, today I recorded another, I think, 10, and we'll, I will be publishing them soon. So I want to have at least 200 of these uh, by end of by end of the year, because I noticed that these are like long tail, uh, low volume keywords, low competition keywords, and the ones I published like immediately, like a few hours uh, after publishing, they were on, on the first position or the second position, or even the video was showing there in SERPs. So this is like, uh, it looks like I am, I am targeting like low competition, low volume keywords, but I think like if I uh, if I target uh, a huge number of them, they it it will bring me the traffic that I that I want that I need for my site. It'll add up, yeah. And quick question on those: so you do a video and written content, and you publish them together you put the video on youtube is that correct and then yes you... yes I, and i embed it in my post yes perfect and then how long is the content that accompanies it uh it's really because at first like my first iteration of that was that i take the i take the question i answer it then i uh use the transcript and I simply put it under the video. But then I, I noticed that it is like producing content by AI. It's, it doesn't really look so good. So I then I simply uh, created main points and it really depends. In some, uh, in some articles, it is like 400, 500 words. In, some, in others, it's 800 words, but it isn't very, very long. But it simply answers this specific question, and of course, I I uh, optimize the entire article for that specific question in titles and stuff like that. So, okay, uh, got it. That's perfect. It makes sense, and it's just as long as it needs to be, and no longer than that. And you're hitting really long tail terms. It's just asking a question. They need an answer, so no one wants five thousand words on yes. something that could be said in. 400 words. Yes, exactly. All right. So that, and that's why you can knock out so many in, you know, basically one or more than one per day for the rest yes, of the year, right? Yes. So okay. on Saturday, I think I published like five at once because this, these are like simple, in most cases, very simple questions. So I don't need to do any research. I just like read the, read the question and I can just answer it without without no like no research okay and then do you do any sort of competition analysis do you check the search volume or you're you just have sort of like a list of topics and you check the people also uh, ask to be honest for those i don't uh because i i use this tool also asked i like uh did very many searches then i compiled them into one spreadsheet then i deduplicated them and selected the ones that make sense and I'm sim simply like going one by one since this is like very long tail I am not I'm not checking competition or keyword difficulty and the ones that I have already published it looks like in some of them they are so like I would say on, on point that in some I already rank above like Ahrefs so, because this is like precisely, I'm, I'm precisely hitting this specific question. So I think for that type of content, I don't need to do that. Cool. Okay. Um, one other thing going back, and I think, um, you know, you may have a couple other 
spelled out goals here, but you said you want to work at least four hours a day on the site. So what's your ideal number of hours to work? Do you know, like maybe, That's a good question. yeah, so maybe, maybe you could do it in two forms at least where one is like sort of like your, your dream job, your dream life. And then the other is maybe like, okay, we have other constraints. Like you have to pay your mortgage and do some other stuff. And you're like, right now, you know, you can't work like one hour per day. You have to do a little bit more. So maybe like dream and then what's realistic for the next six months or a year or something. Okay. So dream, uh, actually, uh, before, before I like started doing SEO Sly and got so many projects and offers, I was kind of doing this, I would say a variation of this dream because I woke up, uh, I started, I was, I was doing something for two, three hours. Then I did a, did a workout. I came back, ate something. Then I got back to work for another three, three, four hours. And then I like, uh, was relaxing and usually my relaxation was like watching some SEO stuff but then I kind of so many things appeared and um, and I and I ended up working for 10 or even 11 hours a day which is way too too long so uh, my goal is to get back to that and keep the amount of money I earn working like 12, 10 hours a day and be able to earn that much in six, four mm-hmm. hours. But it also depends on what I work on. If I work on my site, it's sometimes I just, I, I, in on many of those days I planned to work for like four hours, but I woke up, I started working and then I saw, oh, eight hours, like yeah. where it happened. So that really depends. Sometimes work is not work. <laughs> yeah. I know what you mean. You just get in the flow and it's yes. pretty fun. Yeah. And then, yeah, that totally makes sense. And you said you watch SEO videos for relaxation. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, and, and I listen, I, for example, I two or three times a week, I bike even today okay. I was on a bike and then I, for example, uh, I, I usually listen to you and some other SEOs. Oh, nice. yeah. uh, I just like uh, turn uh, Apple podcasts. I usually uh, listen to them at 1.5 pace and in, in my three hour ride, I can really like consume a lot and I always ca- come back very pumped up that, okay, now I have the motivation. I listen to all those people. So sure. it actually kind of, because at first when I, because I knew at some point that I need to have this habit of listening, watching at, at first, it was kind of difficult. I was able to listen for like 30, 40 minutes and then I was getting tired, but it kind of my, my brain kind of got addicted to, to this flow of SEO information and it's right. actually relaxing. Yeah. And do you ever listen back to like episodes you really liked from like way back or something? Sometimes, sometimes if something like was very, very like transformational, I may listen back to it. But there are so many new things that in most cases I'm not able to do it. But I'm now, for example, thinking about taking a couple of days or maybe a week off and do and do just that. Just listen to 
SEO podcast and watch all the SEO videos on YouTube, which I saw somewhere and I wanted to watch, but I didn't have time. Like this binge watching for for one yeah. week. Got it. That's cool. And then do you ever... I'm the... sorry, my pigeon is walking on my uh, screen and I think the camera may be a little bit... Okay. I need to, I need to take him. So okay. This is uh, absolutely... <laughs> you just throw I'm... him. Yeah, for yes. the listeners, she just, she just grabbed it and then threw a pigeon. <laughs> and this is not uh, hyperbole. This is That's true. And when she... Yes. When Olga held the pigeon earlier it was attacking your hand it was biting your finger right yeah he was he was angry that i kind of dis disrupted him he was like cleaning himself on the chair and i just grabbed him okay <laughs> yeah and, and for the podcast listeners um you know just check out the video on youtube um with the with the pigeon stuff oh olga's cool too but you wouldn't see the pigeon <laughs> yeah there will be more pigeon i i even today i uh i updated my uh photos on social media on twitter on linkedin so that now there is me and my pigeon because it's kind of how i'm going to look <laughs> for do the nearest future <laughs> do you have uh other pets uh, yes i have a dog husky yes what does husky. the dog think of the pigeon uh, so at first I was very scared that he would eat my pigeon because he has a history of killing birds. And at one at some point I kind of, I don't know how it happened, I didn't close the door and the pigeon just uh just walked walked to my uh to my to my dog and to my surprise the dog didn't do anything and they are kind of kind of like each other. I would I would even say that my dog is a bit intimidated by the pigeon so if the pigeon comes there and kind of starts to coo do yeah. circles then my dog is kind of is like walking away <laughs> okay interesting yes. yeah this, this is all crazy <laughs> it is <laughs> is there an instagram where we could follow along with your dog and the pigeon no, unfortunately, yeah. Okay. But I'm thinking if I go on with the pigeon site, then maybe I will set up Instagram for him as well. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I would say essential, essential to do. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. What else do you have in your your goal section here? Uh, let me check. So, uh, so, so, so far, uh, I didn't really. Even still, I don't have like a very precise offer on my site. Maybe I list the things that I do that I'm good at, but I don't have like precise offer that I offer SEO, monthly SEO services uh, around that range that I offer this type of SEO audits for that price. I don't, because so far uh, only people who reached out to me uh, needed SEO. We kind of like talked and we kind of I, and I came up with some offer for them, but I think um, I would like to add this section to my site where I like in very detail say that I offer this, 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 that I can do monthly SEO and this will include this and that. Uh, there are some prices, at least price ranges. So maybe if I do that, then only the people who are able to afford those pri prices will be reaching out to me because. I often get people who want an audit and then they say, but I can pay you 50 bucks. So I just right. wasted my time answering <laughs> that person. Got it. 
Okay. Yeah, that'll be very good to have in there. Now, you mentioned something earlier, and I'll give you my opinion on it. And then maybe we could just like start going back and forth. You can ask some questions, whatever you need help with. But you talked about having ads on your site. And I think it would definitely be something to test. You mentioned before you put ads on there and you weren't super happy with the layout. But I think the fact is, most likely, you'll probably be able to monetize your traffic by selling your own services and products better than just having ads on your site. And you'll be able to preserve like a good visitor experience on the site. And then you won't be advertising for like your competitors. And then if you do want to advertise for like tools that you like and things that you recommend, well, those fit in for the tutorials or reviews of those products. And then you can give a pure real recommendation, which will be way more effective than a display ad. So like I said, always test stuff if you're really curious, but I have a hunch. And I mean, you know what you're charging for your Mm -hmm. SEO services. So like, it's probably pretty clear that if you can land a client occasionally, like that's way more valuable than having, you know, ads disrupting your whole site. Plus SEOs are pretty savvy. They don't want to see ads. They may have ad blockers on all that kind of stuff. So any thoughts on that? So I was kind of, Thinking about making my website, my entire, I would say, business more passive so that if I need to, I can like go on vacation for two weeks and nothing will happen and I will still have money coming in. And I know that having ads is one of those uh, those things. But as you said, uh, I would have to I will have to think about whether it's really worth it and maybe if I can get more without having those ads. <laughs> right. When that said, like if you were going to take a two week vacation or actually let's make it longer. Let's say you're going to go for six weeks. Like, could you go on vacation without doing any work or does there have to be activities going on all the time? So for, for the website, I think, yes, I can definitely schedule the posts. So that, that should be okay. Like, um, I'm not sure about the newsletter because I send newsletter every week. So that may not work, especially because I'm reporting on SEO news. So, and the client work, I cannot stop working on clients for six weeks. So I have people who help me, but I wouldn't like want to like give them all the work I do. I, I would still have to supervise it. So I think maybe only like workation is, is an option for me right now. <laughs> Not okay. total vacation for six six weeks, but I would love to be able to do that in, in some time. Mm-hmm. And then well, h- how long could you go? Would two weeks be something you could do? Yeah, two weeks, I think. Yeah, that and shouldn't be a problem. And then pop back and then make sure everything's in line, catch up. Yes. Okay, cool. Because I'm not sure if I want to like build a team of people who would work for me. I'm not that kind of person who wants to manage people. I I used to be a manager and I and I could become one many times, but I'm not sure if this is like, I am strictly an SEO person. I I love this part of the job, the SEO, 
and that's why I would love to keep it like two two people at most, two or three people, not more, and like be able to do the the part that interests me the most, which is SEO, simply not management. Got it. Yep, I'm I'm the same way. I mean, just a smaller team, there's less responsibility in general. And then if you do go on vacation, you don't have, you know, 15, 20 people like waiting yeah. for you to get back. Or before you go, you have to like give them enough work so that they're doing stuff while you're gone. And some people like to do that, but I just I I agree with you. It's not as fun. It's nice. So Okay, cool. So we went through um, the background of your site. We talked about like what your goals are. Um, do you have any questions or anything you're stuck on or anything like that? And then we'll move on to like what's coming up next. Like we'll we'll set up some activities that you're going to do and milestones for the next time we check in. So I am. I would say maybe. A bit, a bit stuck uh, regarding whether I want to like go more into the client side or this branding side, where I like do um, create more videos, like I do them in a very professional way. I'm still not not sure which way I want to like devote more time. This, I think, this will clear out, clear itself out. But this is kind of the thing I am. I'm not sure about. Okay. So, and you're saying do more client work or have like more passive income kind of stuff. Is that the, the two things? Yes. Yes. And the, the passive thing, which is like uh, videos, podcasts, this is like, I would have to treat it like investment and, and know that for some time, this probably won't bring me as much money as I can get from client work. But yeah, this is like this, whether I want more money now or whether I want more freedom in the future, this is like. Right. Well, I think, you know, realistically in the short term, you'll have to, you know, balance it. You have to pay the bills and all that stuff. But, you know, for me, I definitely value the freedom and the options. Like we just highlighted a, a thing with a six week vacation, like you, it would be a pretty big challenge to do that. But if you set up the business in the right way, where that is a priority, not that it's the right thing for everyone, but if you want to have more options, that does give you the flexibility. And it might not be, you know, number one, it might not be like the most income. It may not be the most income per unit of work or anything, but you're trying to optimize for like flexibility and options in the future. And exactly what you mentioned is a thing that people struggle with all the time. It's like, Hey, I'm doing pretty good. Like maybe they have a full-time job. Maybe they're working for themselves with individual clients, but they end up in a spot where they think I got to invest all this time and effort and I could be making, you know, $400 an hour on my full-time yes. job, or I could be making $0 per hour doing a podcast that almost no one listens to for 18 months. And you're, you know, you're putting in three hours a week doing that for 18 months. Yes. But a lot of times what happens is 
not always, of course, but a lot of times you start working on something and then you expand your network, you learn new skills and new opportunities pop up that you, there's absolutely no way you could have planned for it at the very beginning. Like there's no, you can connect the dots, like looking backwards, but you couldn't have planned it. So I would say, you know, I would aim for the flexibility. That's what I enjoy more. And then you just have options. The good part is if you start working on your site and you end up in a spot where you're like, you know what, I actually do like the client work because, you know, whatever reason, you could just pivot back over. Like it's not, it won't be hard to pivot over from what you're doing. Everything you're doing is like getting more traffic on your site, build the email list more, you're creating content. So like all those skills are already stacking up and then it won't be too long where like you can just send an email, email out to your list and say, Hey, I'm looking for like two more clients. I have an opening in two months or something. And then you can have those filled ahead of time, or you can, you know, launch a podcast and already have listeners that show up because they were already reading your emails for a while. So that, that kind of thing. Is that helpful? Yes. Yes. Very helpful. Cool. Any follow-ups on that then? So podcast is definitely on my list for 2023. So that's that's for sure. I have the exact same mic you have. Oh, nice. But just, I just had to disconnect it. And today I'm using <laughs> this headset. But right I have the kind of the equipment to do it. I just need to like uh, a bit more time to free more time. And But I'm still like thinking whether I want to do it like in the form of interviews. Maybe I will just discuss some SEO topic on each podcast. Maybe I will recap uh, SEO news. I'm still kind of not sure about the direction. Well, it'll change once you get started. You'll figure out what you like. (laughs) But the good part is if you're doing the question route, like you'll have whatever hundreds of options for the the topics, it'll already be written in a pretty tight format. And you could probably, I mean, you could batch it and like do, you know, 50 of them over the course of a week and just have them for a whole year, which is amazing. So sure. And some people like the short form um, episodes. They don't want like two hours or anything like that. They just want like 15 minutes or so. I prefer longer ones, at least like 30. If something is shorter than 30 minutes, I usually don't even want to listen to that. I need like... Something longer. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So you have, um, you know, a ton ton of things to work on. Yes. Um, Oh, and one quick thought thought on uh, on the podcast route. I mean, the great thing is you could wait to start your show but just be guests on or be a guest on other podcasts for like this year, then it's much easier to just do that. You can continue growing the brand and be out there. And then you'll have like people that know you whenever you start your show. Yes. Yes. So I already, I have been, I, I, I don't know how many, but like 10 or maybe more 15 shows. So, and I get invited all the time. So, which is very nice. And this kind of gives me, hope and motivation that when I start my own, uh, it will be kind of easier if I were like a totally unknown person with no connections, no SEO friends. Yeah. 
Exactly. That and then the fact that you have the email list is big. I mean, that I think that was one thing that helped me out a lot in the very beginning there. So, okay. Let's talk about what you're going to be focusing on in the next, say, month or so. And you you did mention, you know, right off the bat, you're going to be working on the site at least four hours a day. And you are updating content and several other things. But yeah, what what's your what things do you want to have done by the next time we talk? So definitely I want to update all the existing posts because some of them are like are simply not up to date anymore. And I think that's why they're not shown anymore in Google Discover. So I have already updated more than 10. So I have around 50 more to go. So update uh, the posts, uh, create, if, if I have a month, so I think at least four or six in-depth uh, guides. Mm, so for example, recently I've created the list of SEO podcasts I listened to. There were, I think, 40 something and it like went uh, viral. People really liked this list. So uh, something like, of, of that depth. And uh, at least... Uh, 50 uh, SEO FAQs. So kind of ambitious. <laughs> that is I ambitious. Think. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So we'll, we'll check in before too long. And the other portion is I'm, I'm curious about what metrics we want to track on the results end. So it sounds like you're watching analytics for Google discover traffic or on the search console. And then any other pieces of data that you'll be looking at to see how this is effective? So basically what I look at is I don't really track rankings. Like I have uh, an Ahrefs account, so I like see what, check what's going on there. But I usually focus on GSC mostly because my site like only has organic traffic, like I don't don't have ads or anything like that. So I mostly focus on GSC traffic, which, which shows me like Google Discover and organic sessions. And uh, with that, I, w- I also want to like see, for example, the number of impressions. If, if I think like the first sign that my, uh, my efforts started to, to kind, of, um, kind of bring me some results will be that my impressions will start to go, go up. So I'm thinking about impressions, clicks, and uh, Google Discover traffic, and maybe like the uptick in 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 the number of people who reach out to me for for help or potential SEO clients. So so always when I had a spike in Google Discover, kind of obvious, I had like a spike in people asking for my SEO services, and I want to put this. SEO offer on my site, like so that people know what I can really offer them. Okay, perfect. And that'll help filter out some people. And and on that point, I have seen and, you know, maybe this is in your plan to have somewhat of a, uh, either a survey or just a form that they have to fill out. So like some people just won't fill out the form because it's a little bit of work, but also you can see immediately like what they want, what their price range is so that you understand like this is a person that I want to work with or this is a person that is not a good fit for you. So do you have any ideas on that sort of the discovery form? 
Yes, because uh, I was thinking about a discovery call. Uh, I have like the link to my calendar, but I have to like think think it through again because when I when it was like open, like people started to, to book time, and sometimes these weren't really people interested in SEO. So now I am kind of requesting them to at first contact me, confirm, and only then uh, can we like set up a call because like I don't want to be sold stuff. So. <laughs> So this, I'm thinking about adding a form because like I wanted to keep things simple and I only had like my email uh, on my on my site. But now I'm thinking that about adding a form and, and like so that so basically to filter the people that aren't really looking for what I'm offering. Cool. Yeah, I have something like that. It's just a Google um, a Google form. So there's like oh. a handful of questions open field and then i like get an email so i can see like oh this is oh. a good fit or not and it only takes obviously like 10 minutes to set up mm-hmm. and it, and even just good having idea. a form is like it's enough of a hurdle where where some people won't do anything because i'm sure you had like no shows for the calendar i i, I would never put my calendar link up just uh, publicly <laughs> just it, there's so many random people yeah, so, <laughs> that was a mistake. <laughs> yeah. So okay, cool. And anything else on the agenda? I think yeah, I think that's enough. I'm I'm very curious to see like how long this time I would have to wait for the results because like when I was starting out, the results were pretty pretty quick. We'll see if they are so quick now. <laughs> yeah. Well, now you know the site's older. You have more backlinks, all, all the other stuff. So yeah. Yes be pretty cool all right well we'll check in pretty soon and it was good catching up and yeah i guess i'll I'll talk to you later it was very nice thank you thank you doug this should be a fun case study and we'll check in with olga over the next few months when her and i first were brainstorming how to organize this i was like ah maybe we check in like once a quarter or something like that And then after we talked, I was like, ah, maybe we can cover things that are more specific, maybe shorter form episodes. You know, this one was kind of a longer episode. Once you start talking about pigeons, there's so many things that come up. But I thought, what if we did like shorter form episodes where maybe she covers a topic that, you know, she's a lot more aware of than than me, for example, and that kind of makes sense. For example, she may have a better finger to the pulse of the latest May 2022 algorithm update. She has some clients that she's working with. She pays attention to the SEO news a lot more closely than me. So maybe it makes sense to cover, you know, a topic like that. So we'll see how it goes. The other thing that is in a direct opposition for that is taking time off over the summer. So I'm kind of ramping up. I'm recording a lot of episodes, just kind of getting things lined up. Last year, I didn't quite take enough time off. I mean, I did a pretty good job, but what I realized when I was out in the desert of New Mexico, in the middle of fucking nowhere, is that it took me 
I don't know, like two or three days to wind down and decompress a little bit, which to be honest is not too long because I know a few of my friends, you know, it's, it takes weeks to just kind of settle down, but I can, I could dial it back pretty easy. Never open my laptop, hardly check the email on my phone. Like I, I'm pretty, I'm pretty good. So it did take like a day and a half. The thing is our trip was only like four days long. So a couple of days in Santa Fe winding down, got out to the uh, like lake house cabin thing. And then we had two days there, which was fun, but I, we were just kind of getting acclimating and, and just relaxing when we had to turn around and come back. So I, I am planning on taking a little bit more time off. Don't worry though. I am recording many episodes ahead of time. There's going to be a couple rebroadcast kind of greatest hits things as we're approaching 360 episodes coming up soon. It is, uh, you know, there's, there's some good ones that are back in the archive. And I know me personally, as a podcast listener, I sometimes will go back to my favorite episodes of certain shows and I'll listen to them again even if they're years old and maybe some of the information isn't relevant. Sometimes it's a topic where it doesn't matter when it was released. There's no, there's no like time sensitive pieces of information. Maybe it's just a story, evergreen content, right? So a lot of times I'll go back and listen to evergreen content. Sometimes I'll listen to stuff where, you know, there are things out of date, but it's just a favorite episode of a particular podcast for me. Then I'll go back and check it out. So there will be a couple here and there. Um, I'm, I won't do too many of those, um, but the, there will be a handful. And I do realize there are some, uh, there's actually some podcasts out there. These tend to be the higher production ones, but I know a couple pods that I listen to, they will, they'll play like, I don't know, two or three weeks of rebroadcast episodes and, you know, take some time off. So it's kind of like, it's kind of like, um, I maybe like a TV show where they have a season, you know, they're working really hard and then they're showing reruns later. Sometimes people watch the reruns and actually just thinking of myself right now, I will sometimes if I'm just hanging around wasting time, maybe like cooking some food or doing dishes or housework or something like that. I'll put on just a TV show that I've already watched before. I'm going through a show called Superstore right now. And it's, um, you know, I've seen the episodes already, but I'm watching them again because they're pretty good. So TV syndication, it's not like a novel idea. Anyway, the point is, Olga may be on a little bit more often. Maybe we'll check in once a quarter. I don't know. We'll see. Olga and I will figure it out. And if you have any feedback or questions or ideas, shoot me an email, feedback at doug.show. Certainly check out Olga's other episodes where she helped me out. Plus, she has a very good blog, the one that we're talking about in these episodes. And it's kind of cool that she was able to get traction in such a competitive industry where people know SEO and she's simply going at, it's the same shit, right? She's going after low competition, informational keywords, and just publishing content that she's an expert in. And she was able to get quite a lot of traffic. So 
check out her stuff and she'll be back on uh, pretty soon. So have a great day out there and we'll catch you on the next episode. 